Welcome to the Human Being Unleashed podcast, where we redefine, realign, and reimagine what it means to be human so that you can live a life with the health, wealth, and relationships that are inherently yours. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Today, I'm going to be breaking down four very specific ways that you can implement to change your beliefs. Now, again, we've talked about why this is so freaking important, guys. But um, with with all that being said, I'm not really going to dive into why changing your beliefs is important. If you listen to this show, you know that getting what you want is going to come down to believing that you can actually get it. If you want to change your life, you have to change your beliefs about yourself and about what is possible. Because remember, on on our last episode, we even talked about the significance in between the electro the electromagnetic power of your thoughts and your emotions and a belief is nothing more but a highly charged thought it is a highly energetic thought it is a highly energetic idea it holds a lot of energy and that energy produces a lot of emotion and there is more energy in an, in in an emotion in a strong emotion than there is uh, then it takes to send a freaking rocket onto the moon, right? And when I say that, you don't understand how powerful our energy is. And that energy is going to dictate what exactly you are looking at, right? Your energy is going to dictate what you bring back into your experience. So with that all being said, you understand very clearly your beliefs are extremely important to change so beliefs that are limiting you of course you have very very valuable belief systems i can imagine um you may also not have some uh, beneficial beliefs and if you don't guess what you're gonna get rid of them right now all right so four of the most effective and practical ways to change your belief system number one Number one, <laughs> why did I say it like that? I don't know. I'm just having a good day, guys. Next, I mean, next. Sorry, guys. I drank some coffee, woke up from a nap. So, what? Creative visualization. All right. Creative visualization is the act. And look, guys, I mean, I'm not going to dive so deep into this because you already know about visualization if you listen to the last two episodes. If you have not. Get your ass and listen to those episodes. Creative visualization is the act of closing your eyes and consciously using your imagination to generate mental images. Okay? That's it. Okay? We generate pictures in our minds all the time. The only problem is, is we do it unconsciously. But the great thing is, is the conscious mind has the ability to think. (laughs) Which is amazing. Right. It is amazing. It thinks through language. However, the subconscious mind 
communicates through images and feelings. Say that one more time. The conscious mind thinks through language. The subconscious mind communicates through images and feelings. Therefore, every word we speak creates an image and our mind is designed to materialize that image that's held in it. You already know that. So again, I'm not going to go super in depth. But visualization, it will literally, like, it's like a machine programmed to accomplish a certain task. Our minds, when given a picture, are programmed to accomplish task. All right? So by visualizing, you can deliberately create pictures in your minds that gives your mind a new task to work towards. So by just giving your mind an image, it will create the neural pathways to automatically realize that image. In other words, you will create the thinking patterns. In other words, you will create the beliefs that are going to align with that. All right. The picture will shape out any old belief. If you consistently focus on the new picture, it will on its own eliminate an old belief, like cancel it out. If that makes any sense. Okay. Next is going to be conscious auto suggestion. Now we haven't talked so much about conscious auto suggestion, but it is, it is absolutely a powerful tool. We just talked about language a little bit. Um, in fact, there is a great book on this. It's called, oh, dang it. All I know, hold on. Oh, now it's eating at me. I need to know the name of this book. Oh, I just looked through my bag and I couldn't Sorry, guys. I'm looking everywhere for it. I can't find it, but it's called Conscious Auto Suggestion. Um, oh, self. Oh, I got it. Self Mastery Through Conscious Auto Suggestion. Self Mastery Through Conscious Auto Suggestion by Emil Koo is an amazing book all on auto suggestion. But if words create pictures like I just talked about, and pictures influence our reality, then it only makes sense that our words can effectively change our beliefs or our ideas about our reality. In other words, changing our reality, right? By repeatedly giving yourself a certain suggestion, like I'm stupid, you literally program your subconscious to take the idea, act out on it, and then materialize it in the physical world as feedback. But instead of seeing it as feedback, you're going to look at it as proof that, oh, look, told you I am stupid, when really it's just the world saying hey you're not stupid i'm just giving you what you're giving me so the act of consciously suggestion des suggesting desired thoughts and pictures in your mind repeatedly does have the power to change what you believe to be true this is where affirmations come in writing your goals down asking yourself lofty questions Lofty questions is a very powerful tool. Lofty questions is like, I, maybe I've talked about this, but it, actually I like it way better than affirmations. I find it to be way more effective because I don't know about you, but whenever you repeat an affirmation, you're like, I am rich. That little voice in your head is like, no, you're not, <laughs> right? So you want to eliminate that voice? Position your affirmation as a question. So instead of saying, I am rich, say, why am I rich? That voice literally goes away. Because now it's directed to find answers, to feedback why you are rich. And when you ask yourself a question, your mind has to find the answer. Knock and the door will be open unto you is no empty words, my friend. So again, instead of saying it, I am a millionaire or I am a top 5% podcaster or I am a world um, profound, I'm a, I'm a best selling author. Instead of saying those things, say, why am I a best-selling author? Why do I enroll six clients a month without a single objection? Why am I consistently um, saving $5,000 a month for long-term investing? Those kinds of things. Repeat, 
position it as a question and it will trigger a better response. Okay. Now, one more thing is since we're on the topic of suggestion, let me tell you something important to remember. All ideas about reality are only suggestions. Not actual realities. Say so one more time. All ideas about reality are only suggestions. Nothing else. Okay? Therefore, if someone says, hey, you're not good enough, remember, that's merely an idea. It's not real. It's a suggestion that you can consciously reject and say, mother, I am enough. Do you know who I is? You can easily do that. Okay? All suggestions are, in, are also auto-suggestions because you're the one who permits and denies any, any suggestion. Nobody can give you a suggestion when my states are in a trance and I'm hypnotizing them, giving them brand new suggestions. I'm not planting suggestions in their mind. I'm giving their conscious mind a suggestion and they are accepting it consciously and they're making it their suggestion. It's all auto-suggestion, okay? All suggestion is self-suggestion, auto-suggestion in some way, shape, or form. Now, next is inner child work. Inner child work is another very effective, yet it's an extremely underutilized tool when it comes to changing your beliefs, right? It's, a it's, a, it's very underutilized when it comes to changing beliefs. It's the use of self-facilitated inner child work. Um, yes, having a facilitator is very helpful, but you can also do it yourself, guys. Um, there's a lot of inner child things you can do for yourself. In fact, go to www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. I have a self-hypnosis process that utilizes some deep inner child work, especially if you're dealing with any kind of feelings of not enoughness, feeling a little doubtful, not as um, confident as you want to be, questioning yourself a little bit, questioning your worth maybe. Go to that website. I'll put it in the show notes one more time. www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. Yes, you got to give me your email. You can't get around it. All right, give me your email and then I will email it right over to you. Okay. Now, as we, the reason why this is important, because as children, as you already know from this show, you know, we grow up and we do our best to understand and, and interpret the data and the, sen the, the data that we're, our senses are receiving, right? And in doing so, we come to many conclusions or we create many beliefs that limit us in more ways than you can possibly think, right? Like one time I had a client who was experiencing fear around selling, asking for more money, collecting her accounts receivable, putting her foot down with her client just really being assertive and, and expressing her needs herself right and of course you know she was able to grow her business but it hit a ceiling why because she was not expressing herself enough and she realized okay this is really in the way of my business now and she wanted to see if hypnosis would help so during our session it was necessary I felt like it was necessary I don't do it with every client but I felt like it was necessary to do a timeline regression where she goes back to memories, right? And she um, was able to uncover where some limiting beliefs were picked up. They weren't unconscious beliefs. They were just unexamined beliefs. They were in her conscious mind. She just wasn't paying attention to them. Now, during this part of the session, she found herself in a memory where she was five years old, right? And she was the last kid to get picked up at school that day. So she was the last student just with the teacher now. And so as she was the last kid to get picked up in that moment, she sits there and she suddenly feels really sad. 
And I could see she's feeling really sad. And I'm like, hey, why are you sad? And I'm like, I need you to answer as a five-year-old. She goes, well, because my mom forgot about me. And I asked her, and what are you making that mean? Because that is the significant part, is what we make it mean. Meanings create beliefs. You can create whatever meaning you want. Literally, you create your beliefs. I said, what did you make that mean? And she goes, my needs don't matter. Boom. She literally said, my needs don't matter. I'm not important. Now you can see why she was struggling to speak up for her needs and ask for the money she wanted to ask for to get her and also like get the money she rightfully was owned and just communicate her needs. You see how believing that she her needs didn't matter and she wasn't important could prevent her from being more confident and stern and sure of herself. Absolutely. She didn't express her needs because she didn't feel like she was important. And during this memory, she was able to like really tend to that five-year-old self and give her inner child an entire new perspective, a correct one, right? Her mom didn't forget about her. That was just a conclusion she came up to. Her mom, or in reality, just had to work late one day. She picked her daughter up late, but she didn't communicate why she was late. So this led my client, who was at five years old, she came to her own conclusion, a faulty one that said, I'm not important. Inner child work, not hypnosis, I just use hypnosis to help her. Inner child work is what helps you address these parts of yourself so you can reframe your childhood perspectives or change the undesired belief about that reality that you, you likely made growing up, right? So trust me when I say it's a powerful tool. Again, www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable and you will be able to look into that. Now let's talk about the last, uh, the last approach you can use to it's not the last of all but i'm gonna keep it to four right now and this is another tool you can use very practical to start changing your beliefs and getting a new reality out of it now honestly this is probably my favorite approach because um it's something you can do like in the moment like like in the midst of something you just have to be aware enough you have to be examining yourself and your thoughts right and i don't mean you know spend every waking moment paying attention to every thought that you think but be a little bit more conscious throughout your day okay be in the moment now this requires you to be in the moment so if you are constantly distracted this is not going to be available to you but when you bring yourself to right here right now this is available right here and right now and it's a very powerful way to change your beliefs consciously right? One of the most powerful ways, believe it or not, to shift your beliefs and change them is by using your conscious mind. When I utilize hypnosis with my clients, I don't get them fully unconscious and their conscious mind disappears. We utilize their conscious mind to eliminate the beliefs. It's, that's literally what it is. And that's the way the conscious mind is designed to be used, to see clearly, to see limitation and exit out. When you're experiencing a negative emotion, okay, the first step is to become aware of the emotion in your body. Like, feel that shit, yo. Okay, feel it. Then when you do, you can then determine what emotion it is and then find the belief or the thoughts that you're having in that moment. All right? If you're feeling sad, for example, and you stop to pay attention to your stream of thought, right, your conscious thought, you will notice certain thoughts like, I'm worthless, I can't be happy, I'm ruined, or anything like that. All right? Now, notice these beliefs can 100%, they can be changed. 
For example, the other day I was cold calling some companies because I've been doing a lot of speaking at sales companies, um, you know, for executives, helping them learn how to sell more with hypnosis, doing some really cool speaking things right now. But I've been just cold calling them landing gigs. And um, I remember before I did my first phone call, my first cold call, I was getting nervous as hell. I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? They're not going to want to do this. There's no way like they're going to like want to hang up on me. They're not going to want to listen to me. I don't know. What I'm going to say I'm going to stumble up on my words. Oh, my God. And then I stopped really quick because I was feeling anxious as shit. And I stopped and I paid attention to what I was saying. And what I was saying was they're not going to want to listen to me. I don't know what to say. I don't. Uh, I'm going to fumble my words. All of those were beliefs. They're not going to listen to me as an idea about reality. It's not reality because guess who ended up getting like three speaking gigs? The very, I called, I think eight companies got three speaking, <laughs> three speaking gigs. How freaking cool is that? Companies are pretty open to having speakers come in and speak to them, especially when you're not trying to sell them shit, right? <laughs> but, uh, um, but what I did in that moment was I noticed it. I noticed the thoughts and I was like, all right, these are all beliefs that I'm saying and they can all be changed. So I flipped the emotion by pivoting my attention to a positive memory. Step one, okay? Step one of this approach, so there's three steps. It's a three-step approach. Step one is to pay attention to when you're feeling a feeling, be aware of it, feel it, and pay attention to your thoughts. Step two, flip the emotion by pivoting your attention to recalling a positive memory, Okay. Once you know what the emotion is, you can flip it by pivoting your attention and focusing on a picture that stirs up a new emotion. All right. For here's, an, here's another example. Um, earlier this morning, I was feeling somewhat anxious. Guys, can you believe it? Adrian Moreno gets anxious. Yes, I'm a human being, but I get. I, I was a little anxious, so I closed my eyes. I brought up a memory of an entire audience at the champion champion development retreat. I know a lot of a lot of the champ dev clients are listening to this. I freaking love all of you guys. Special shout out to Alex Funk. I love you, bro. And so excited for everything to come. Um, but I closed my eyes and I visualized all of his client, all of Michael Chu's clients standing up on their feet, clapping. And that got me like. In that moment, I felt like I was on top of the world. So when I recall the image, the feeling of being on top of the world comes right back. It comes with it. And all of a sudden, I'm in an entire new world, an entire better emotional place. Right? We all have positive memories. So just recall one when you felt happy, confident, brave, strong, accomplished, or even giggly. It doesn't matter how long ago it was or what actually happened. The only thing that matters is that the positive emotional charge comes with it. Stir that positive feeling up. And then the third step to this three-step approach is to replace it with a new suggestion and let go of the old one. Following our example, right, if you find yourself thinking, I am worthless, then you can, while feeling uh, positive from the previous step, right, after, after make sure you first recall the memory to stir up the new emotion when you're feeling, when you're feeling good from that emotion, then give yourself a new suggestion, I am worth or I desire and more. And I'm not enough is just an idea. All right, one more time. If you're saying I'm worth this or anything, recall the picture. You have the memory. You're feeling great. And then you give yourself a new suggestion. I'm worth all I desire and more. Stating a new desire, a new suggestion, while you are feeling a positive emotion will actually allow your subconscious to accept the suggestion, materialize it, successfully removing the other one. 
right? Because only one suggestion can be, like, you can't have conflicting beliefs. So once you've repeated the suggestion once or more, that new suggestion, then you say, I'm not enough. It's just an idea about reality, but it's not reality. And then the new suggestion, I am enough, right? So in this example, I, I'm worth it. It's just an idea about reality, but that is not reality. And it's not my reality. I am worthy. Boom. And there you guys go. Four ways to change your belief system. Changing your beliefs is extremely important when it comes to changing your life, creating the life you want, the endeavor of doing so, whatever you want. I encourage you to make a decision today to challenge every limited thought that comes across your mind because it's an idea about reality. It's not a reality. You are a goddamn creator in every sense of the word, and I need you to act like it. All right? Now, if you like this, then you're going to love my freaking blog. Guys, I just started blogging. How cool is that? I have so much content on this blog. It is absolutely insane. So if you want to learn all about the mind, all about you know, altered states, high performance, and all of this cool stuff. I have some awesome things on here. In fact, I even teach people the ultimate guide to use self-hypnosis to make more cells. If you want to know that, okay, go to rewiremythoughts.com slash blog. I'm going to put that below in the blog. I'm going to put that below in the show notes as well. And share, share that blog with some friends and help your boy help more people. All right. Love all of you guys. I will see you next week. <laughs>